Buddy, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. And this is the show about maximizing your health without drugs and surgery. My wife and I meet you guys here every week. Ashley, say hi. <laughs> Good afternoon. To talk about just uh, how to live the best health we possibly can. Absolutely. How, how do we, you know, this isn't about how to overcome every little condition. This is about living a life that is really maximizing your health, living a life of abundant health and living a life where you um, are, are expecting that health is the normal state. It doesn't mean that we don't run into a problem now and then, but it means that we're expecting our bodies to heal. We're expecting our bodies to do well, that the expectation is that you come out on top. And Absolutely. so I think that's very fitting for this week because we're, we're going to talk about healthy immune function. Yes. And, you know, I think that that uh, as we get older, you know, how many times have we have we heard um, patients or just people that we encounter in our everyday lives talk about every single year come October, I get sick or every single winter I get hit with two really bad bouts of, you know, whatever it is, the flu, um, just something, you know, a cold, whatever it is. Or, or, or how many people just say, oh, every winter I get this deep cough or I have this, you know, whatever X, Y and Z thing. And the, their expectation is that. I just like this just happens and either let's hurry up and get it over with or just when it happens, it's like, well, there it goes again. Um, And it almost makes our immune system sound a little mysterious or a little ominous in that it just happens and there's nothing that we can do about it. And the beautiful thing about today's show is that that couldn't be further from the truth. There is absolutely something that you can do about it. I love that. You always use the example of <clears throat> the lightning bolts. Yes. And yes. I, I love this because I, I never, I never, th- I mean, I just never thought of that. Well, we, I but, think that you've owned this principle a lot longer than I have. And coming from somebody who viewed health in a very mechanistic model and a very just, I go to the doctor and get drugs or I, you know, like, or, you know, my family, we didn't go to the doctor and get drugs a lot. We just really didn't do anything. And listen, that's not the right thing either. Right. Like you can't, like if, <laughs> if you're, you can't just be anti-medication but not make any step, like not make any pro choices in your health that are moving you towards health. Yeah. You can't just try to stand still. There is no standstill. No, that's absolutely true. So I, I guess I want to talk a little bit about the foundation of why I always felt that way. You know, so we can contrast this because what's interesting is we talked about a few weeks ago how you actually grew up with better habits. Yes. And better, um, your parents made some better choices earlier on. And then, um, so what's funny is I think if people knew you and I, they would think it was the opposite, but you were the one drinking carrot juice and eating 10 almonds every morning. Right, right. And uh, never never had been vaccinated, et cetera, where my parents um, went the other route just by default because they didn't know any difference and then ended up abandoning that model, you know, the the, yes. the sickness model and subscribing to a healthier lifestyle. But I had a mentor um, who guided us along the way with our health. And I remember... You know, he taught me so the the principles of chiropractic in chiropractic, we have this thing called the 33 principles and the 33 principles are literally the um, the founding ideas that chiropractic was built on. So um, the huge one is that we believe that inside of every human being, every living living thing really has the intelligence of the universe literally born within it. And we refer to that intelligence as innate intelligence. And the amount of that innate intelligence for any given uh, person, any human being is always 100%. We're not lacking 
the intelligence that our bodies know exactly what to do, exactly how to function, and that, that the amount of intelligence in a human being is always directly proportional to its requirements. So if you cut yourself open, it's not like your body has 80% of the intelligence to know how to heal that cut. It has 100% of that intelligence. It knows exactly what to do. So then the chiropractic meaning of life, what we think life is, is merely the expression of this innate intelligence through the matter that makes up our bodies. And that's what life is, is the expression of intelligence. So bear with me with this for a second, because this is awesome stuff. This is why no matter what health ailment I'm dealing with, I really firmly believe that my body has the ability to, to deal with it, to recover from it too, because I have literally all the intelligence of the universe in every cell in my body, and it's always 100%, and life is literally, the evidence of life is that I'm moving around, but life is this intelligence being expressed through matter. So here's the interesting thing. There's in, in the 33 principles, principle 27 says the forces of the body's innate intelligence create and are never intended to injure or destroy the living thing in which they work. So what that means is the problem isn't with you. You're the solution. The intelligence in your body is the solution. Wow. That the character of innate is never to destroy or injure the living thing in which that intelligence resides. Wow. So autoimmune diseases, genetic, you know, problems, it's all bull. It's it's not true. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. innate intelligence yeah. never injures or destroys the thing in which it resides. And so I think that's a big part of where I draw that from. The other thing is, you know, uh, that the the innate intelligence in our bodies is always let's take it the next step it's not only there to never injure or destroy it's always working on our behalf to heal to repair to grow to assimilate the food we eat to it's all the signs of life that we have all five of them reproduction growth repair um our ability to heal and excrete that all those signs of life are what innate is doing inside of our body. And that innate intelligence is always working on our behalf. So when we're talking about immunity today, I just want to be very clear. We're talking about our body's innate ability to thrive, function, heal, to resist disease, to do the things it needs to do. So we're going to talk about things in a frame of reference you're not used to, like a fever, for instance. We'll get into that in a few minutes. We're going to talk about a fever in a way you've never heard a fever talked about before. Right. Right. We're going to talk about throwing up in a way you've never heard <laughs> right. of throwing up being talked about because we're going to talk about the normalcy right. and the power of the immune system. It's unbelievable. I love this. This this I love that we don't that we started out right away with um, we're talking about talking about innate, talking about the innate intelligence inside of your body, because I don't that was a huge disconnect for me that I didn't that I never understood. And then the first time I can remember when I first understood it, I remember how powerful it was, how empowering it was for me because I wasn't living in fear of my health anymore. I wasn't li- I wasn't afraid of getting sick. I wasn't every time I, I, I got sick, I wasn't thinking, is this the big one? Like, is this going to take me down for good? Or is this, is this something that's, that, that is going to, to debilitate me for a long time? Or, or like, I, I, it wasn't fear anymore. I understood that it was, that, that my body was conspiring on my behalf at that point. And I really understood because I understood the philosophy of innate and it's such a beautiful thing. 
So we did an intro with this this morning like we usually do, but we're going to be talking about the immune system over this hour. And at any time, if you guys decide I need to take a different strategy on my health, then go to www.alignhealthcenter.com and get in touch with us. You can uh, email us there. You can go to www.drryanlive.com and there's a widget there to schedule an appointment. And then the other thing you can do is just call our office at 513-777-7575 and let us know that you would like to become a patient. Our goal is to help people live their best health. And if you don't understand how a chiropractor helps you do that, then what you need to do is go to drryanlive.com or search Align Your Health on iTunes and listen to some of our episodes about chiropractic. More coming up on the immune system. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. My wife, Ashley, and I are talking today about our immune system. And we're talking about our innate ability to function and heal that actually that is what we are when you when you break down our health that we are intelligence all the parts all the matter literally biblically we're formed from the ground right like dirt yes yep <clears throat> that when we die we actually return back to just decompose into dirt right and so we're just nothing more than you know carbon and nitrogen and, and a bunch of you know chemicals that have an intelligence organizing them. So all that stuff's quickened to life or stirred to life via this intelligence. And the intelligence is actually what makes up your health. That you're a bunch of parts. You're, you know, more than 10 systems in your body is what we've broken it into. You have all these different organs, you know, several hundred bones, blah, yep. blah, 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 70 trillion cells. But you're not just the sum of your parts, that there's an intelligence there. And that intelligence is what's keeping you living and keeping you healthy. Yep. So it's important that when we talk about the immune system to, to talk about the intelligence. Because if we really break down the body, we look in your skin, you have macrophages that are you know, fighting the tumor necrosis factor and macrophages in your skin that are fighting cancer cells, uh, neutrophil recruitment happening in your liver, you have cytokines that are being produced. Uh, in your fat tissue, you have different cells. You're deregulating cytokines there, and you have uh, NLRP3-dependent uh, inflammation that happens, like all these fancy things, lungs, neutrophil uh, function in the lungs, and NK cell function. And the reason I'm saying all this is because I could go through every single organ and explain to you the immune responses that happen in each tissue. Right. Right. That your skin has an immune response. Your brain has an immune response with activation of TLR. And, and you know, your, your vascular system has an immune response. Your heart has an immune response. Your, everything has an immune response. So where is your immune system? It's, a, it's such a good question. And, like, and, it, and it leads me to think about how many times I've heard people say, oh, well, your immune system's in your gut. Your immune systems in, in your, your thymus, your immune thymus, systems yep. in your spleen. You, yeah. know, you make blood cells in your spleen. You make uh, certain blood cells, white blood cells in your uh, bones. And, and 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 some things people say would lead you to believe that your immune systems in your mouth. Don't put that in your mouth. People It'll make say, you oh, sick. Yeah, 80% of your immune systems in your gut. No, 80% of your immune cells are, are derived from gut tissue. Sure, yeah, that's where right. they develop. But your immune system is 
everywhere. That's it is so... everywhere and anywhere in your body because it is an intelligence. It is not a cell. It is an intelligence. And when we're talking about being healthy, we have to pay attention to what the intelligence of our body is trying to do. And we have to get on the side of the intelligence and not working against the intelligence. So right. we'll break this down in, in a minute or so, but let me just ask you a question. When people have a fever, what do they typically try to do? Uh, get rid of the fever, break the fever, stop the fever. So is that working on behalf of the fever and the intelligence of what the body is trying to do or against it? Absolutely not. Okay, people have it. a cough and they're coughing up mucus. What do they try to do? Suppress the cough. <laughs> Take a decongestant. Is right. that working on behalf of the intelligence? No, absolutely not. It's working against it. Right. You have a runny nose. What do people try to do? Stop the runny nose. Dry it up. Right. Right? Take Mucinex or whatever the why, heck it is. But why is it running? How about you're throwing up? Sure. Right? Oh, like, I hate throwing up. <laughs> diarrhea. Yep. Or diarrhea. Any, any of, of those stuff. things. Right. You have a stomach ache. We want the stomach to feel better. But what, what's actually happening there? Right. What's going on? Why is your stomach aching? What is your body doing inside? And how do we work on behalf of this intelligence with it? In fact, it doesn't even need any help. It really needs us to get the heck out of the way. Yes. And to do the things that are and listen to our body and what our body's trying to do. Power down, sleep, don't eat too much. Some of these things. We'll, we'll go through some of the big ones. I'll tell you guys what I do when I'm feeling like I'm not feeling well. Right. When I'm feeling like my body is actually doing something amazing. Right. To, right. to defeat something from the outside environment that's gotten in and my body's waging war, what do I do to make sure that my body doesn't get interfered with? And listen, it's such a subtle shift in mindset about looking at getting sick as something dreadful and horrible or looking at when you're starting to feel those symptoms coming on. In our household, we call it expressing symptoms of health. We don't call it getting sick. We don't call it getting sick. it's not getting sick. Every time you don't feel well, you're getting healthy. Right. And it, someone, someone who's So imagine healthy, the next time you have a runny nose saying... Someone's like, are you getting sick? You're like, no, I'm actually getting healthy. Exactly. Right? Because listen. You have a fever. Oh, you have a fever. You must be getting sick. No, I'm actually getting healthy. Right. Because a sick person can't fight off those those things, right? That's 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 one that's of the, the things. The definition of disease is when the when the pathogen starts to overcome the body right. rather than the body overcoming the pathogen. But a healthy person, a healthy person can fight off those things. A healthy person's body has a response to when they're not feeling well. A healthy person would develop a cough in order to get rid of the music, a hel- um, the, the mucus. A healthy person would develop a fever in order to kill that bacteria or that virus. A healthy person right would have those those sniffles or 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 whatever whatever it is whatever the body whatever the reaction of the body um needs at that time whatever the reaction in that moment that the body needs a healthy person exhibits that response an unhealthy person doesn't and so it's a very subtle shift in your mindset and your language and how you express yourself but it's so significant because it means the difference of how how your body um or how you respond to to getting sick versus getting healthy. God, I love that. I just I love that so much because it is a subtle shift. It's such a subtle shift. However, I think it's it's just it's just so important. I want you to just try it right now. I want you to just try this. 
Imagine that you have a fever. Imagine you have a fever. You wake up in the morning, you don't feel great, you're a little lethargic, and you're like, wow, I'm really hot and I'm sweating. You feel like your throat's a little sore, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm getting, and the first word out of your mouth is healthy, not yeah, sick. So good. How would you go about your day differently? I'm getting sick means I'm going to cancel, you know, work so other people don't get sick. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm, you know, what whatever that looks like for you. I'm getting healthy. I'm going to work with my body. What would you do to work with your body? First of all, you know, would you stay in bed a little longer? Would you take certain supplements? Would you call up the local place that has an infrared sauna and jump in an infrared sauna? Would right. you would you get outside and get some vitamin D and go for a walk? Yeah. Would you or do you take a something for your sore throat, cuddle up on the couch, have a popsicle for your sore throat and then binge watch, you know, the news and get stressed out all day long and and then and then and then work from home, you know, and stress yourself out about not being at work? And work, try to work from home and get as much as you can done from at home because you know you have this deadline coming up. And all of a sudden, the day looks very different. The day looks very different when you start off with the mindset of, I'm going to get healthy. I'm getting healthy, not I'm getting sick. And so that shift is critical. And so we're going to talk about what do healthy people do? What do, what do people do when they're working on behalf of their bodies? Yes. Yes, it's it's such a, it's so different, but it's so good. And listen, this this episode, this show today, um, it's gonna change your life. It really is because this this shift in how you it, see it already sickness. is because you're already starting to go, holy cow! I think about this wrong. I know yep. you do because I I did right. I know you do because I still catch myself saying I don't feel well. I think I'm. And then I have to change my mindset. Yeah. My staff knows in my office, all the doctors that work with us who are amazing, the team, they know you do not use those words in the office. You don't say <laughs> so-and-so sick or we're getting sick or whatever. Right. Because right. They, re they, they understand that we're working with an intelligence. And that intelligence knows exactly what's going on. And you may be fighting something off, but the, the, the mere fact that we even say we're fighting something off indicates what side of, of the battle the winning side is, which is on behalf of your body and this intelligence. Right. Your right. body is doing the fighting. So why would you... Why would you strip it of its, you know, its, its uh, weapons? So coming up, we're going to talk about what those weapons are and what we're actually fighting against. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Hey, everybody, we're back. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin on 55KRC, the talk station. This is Align Your Health, the show about maximizing your health without drugs and surgery. Today, we're talking about the most powerful thing that we know of. We're talking about literally the intelligence that makes up the living world. We're talking about how that intelligence inside of you manifests in ways that um, we have never really acknowledged properly, that we're talking about your immune system and how your immune system is simply part of the expression of this intelligence, that there is not an immune system. There is not an immune organ. There aren't even multiple immune organs. There is every single cell in your body is working on your behalf 
for your health because it's being navigated and controlled by this innate intelligence that you have. That you don't have an immune system, you have an intelligence that's running your body. And as long as you understand that that intelligence is doing things for you, then you have to really acknowledge what it's doing and don't work against it. Right. Such an amazing principle. So one of our goals today is that by the end of listening to this show, and and if you miss the first part, go back on iTunes, check out Align Your Health, or go to Dr. Ryan Live, and you can listen to the first part of this episode because we've been talking about some amazing things. You know, you unpacked already. Where is the immune system located? Right. I mean, that's such a that's such a that's great. Huge. It's huge. Like and and to um, you know, and, and we've talked about it briefly, but you know, we've had all these thoughts about you know your immune system's in your mouth, it's in your stomach, it's on your skin, it's you know, don't breathe this in. It's in, so maybe it's in your lungs, and and really the the truth of the matter is is that your immune system is everywhere. It's all your systems, and it's really that innate power inside of you. I have this uh, quote from a researcher out of Sweden. He's a PhD, and he is a medical researcher, and he said our immune systems must mature over the years. To to deal with specific diseases. Just as the brain develops with appropriate stimulation, the immune system also requires appropriate stimulation in order to develop properly. Now, what's funny is the intelligence does not need to develop over years. It knows everything. Right. The parts need to develop strength by allowing the intelligence to operate through them over time and allow them to, so to speak, build their muscles or get stronger over time. Wow. So in order to do that, we have to allow the body to have its reactions and yes. do its things yes. to develop immunity. Yes. So give us an example of how that happens. Yeah. So, I mean, a fever, right? That's a perfect example. Yeah. A perfect example would be a fever. So let's let's walk. Maybe now we walk through. And listen, before I, before I walk through the fever, I would I would be remiss in saying that I I love the example of the immune system being a muscle that you have to work, likening it to exercising, because I think that 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 is an example that hits home to a lot of people. That that if you always are just medicating away all of your immunity symptoms, then you're never going to exercise that muscle. It will atrophy and then it won't be able to fight off the big things that you want. A great example would be how, you know, recently um, they, we, we've read studies about how they're injecting cancer cells with. Oh, the measles virus, the measles virus. Yeah. Well, so if you just simply allowed your body to have measles in the first place and had fought it off naturally, right. Then you would have the same effect that that cancer cells could be being destroyed by this, you know, the power that if your body, if your body developed an intelligence to beat measles and they're using the measles virus to beat cancer, then wouldn't it make sense that your body had developed the strength to beat cancer better if it was right. beating the thing that was beating cancer? Right. Like, maybe, it's so stupid. Maybe God created measles so for a reason. So we don't want measles. So we take right. a vaccination so that we never get measles. But our body never develops the strength to beat measles, so now we got to give our body measles to beat cancer. Like that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. If we make just sense. got measles naturally, right? And our body developed the strength to beat the measles, right? And measles is the thing that's beating the cancer. We would develop strength over time to beat cancer. And this is exactly what we see that in the people who are the most medicated, the most vaccinated, have the highest incidence of autoimmune diseases and cancer. Right. Right. I mean, if you want resources on that. 
I'll give you nine million of them I could find. Right. Like, literally. Right. right. Literally. There's 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 tons of them. There's research. Every piece of research shows shows that the longer somebody takes a medication or a vaccination over time, the longer that you take those, right. the more disease it develops. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So listen, let's walk through this. What does a fever do? Right. So a fever is a rise in temperature that makes your body less favor a less favorable environment for invading germs. Right. Absolutely. So that's what a fever does. It's raising because it, we're, it's, it's trying to make it a less favorable environment. So um, illnesses aren't the only reason you get a fever. OK, sometimes your body temperature will rise with heat related illness um, going through. I just had a bad sunburn this weekend. So <laughs> right. I, I can tell you that um, you can get a fever and chills from uh, <laughs> right. bad sunburn. You can also get fevers through um, alcohol withdrawal or abu- abusing amphetamines. So um, here's a question. Should I use a fever reducer? I know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the deal. A fever reducer of or a fever of up to 102 degrees does not require any medication to reduce it. That's that's just that up to is 102. Up to 102. I'll take it even higher. Right. Here's why: at 102 is when a fever, just based on temperature alone, can kill bacteria. Right. Most bacteria can't live beyond 102. At 103, a virus. Viruses. Yes. And at 103 degrees, your body starts producing a chemical called interferon. Is this what you were going to talk about? No, keep going. But at 103, your body makes one of the most powerful immune substances on the planet. Your cells make it. The intelligence in your body tells your cells to start releasing interferon so that it can kill whatever is the foreign pathogen. So the temperature, in order to make interferon, the most powerful immune substance we know of, the temperature has to get to what? 103. 103. So if you take a fever reducer before 103, you're never going to release interferon. Right. Interleukin is also released. Interleukin is what they're using for killing cancer. Right. Interferon is what they use in people whose immune systems are... Uh, damaged by serious stuff like HIV and, you know, uh, bad viruses. Right, right. And so if you're making the most powerful immune chemicals at 103 degrees, I would argue you might even want to get your temperature up potentially to 104. Right. Get it to the point where it's making, you know where it's making that. Right. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you should necessarily artificially try to get your temperature up that high. Sure. Although that's what saunas are for. And there's a lot of benefits to saunas. Right. But what we're saying is that your body knows what it's doing. So stop deregulating the intelligence in your body. Stop interfering with the intelligence in your body. Stop trying to shut down the very processes God gave you. So good. So good. To kill the little tiny germs out there. Right, right. So let's talk about the dance that happens when you take a fever reducer inside your body. Right. The, like you're so you are you're manipulating. Physiology. So the intelligence in your body that knows more than any doctor out there is trying to drive the temperature up because it knows what each cell needs to coordinate all this activity. So it's trying to drive the temperature up. You take a fever reducer, which chemically is trying to do what? Just drive down the fever, drive down the fever. Right. So eventually that fever reducer wears off. But while that fever reducer is in your system, chemically, your body is going to try to fight against even. The fever reducer. Right. So it keeps trying to up the temperature. 
Yeah. While yeah. you're on the fever reducer. So it's almost like you have this ceiling that your body is just, is just it's pounding, pounding up against, against pounding and, up against and, that ceiling. And the, and the chemically, it's chemically keeping it down. But that chemical, your body's intelligent, that chemical is going to get filtered out of your system. Sure. And eventually your body's going to metabolize all of it and get rid of it. And it's going to go back to trying to do its job. But now it's been facing heavy resistance. And so what happens is the fever's getting stronger under the surface and that chemical right. wears off and that fever does what just like, shoots through shoots the roof through. and that is the most dangerous thing that you could ever do is give a fever reducer to a normal fever right because that's the only time that fevers ever go up above 104 up to 105 and create brain damage there's two instances where this happens typically any sort of chemical interference right or any sort of physical trauma so if people are, you know, alcohol, drugs, fever reducers, other things, and their body's trying to kill something, so it's raising up a fever, and you take any of those things while you're sick, chances are when that wears off, your fever is going to spike. Yes. The other time is if you, say, had a closed head injury or some sort of major trauma that was interfering with your body's ability to regulate the temperature. So anytime that your body's being interfered with, with its ability to regulate things, whether it's chemical or physical... That's not good. Absolutely not. So, so what if you have a fever and you're uncomfortable? What are the things that you you, you don't take the medication? But what are the things you're, that you do? You'd bring the fever down by a cool bath. Well, no. First of all, if you're uncomfortable, that's because your body is trying to make the germs uncomfortable. So right. the, the the reality is, you want to sleep. You're going to have some. You know, some. You're going to feel lethargic. You want to sleep. You want to. But if the fever is getting high and it's been sustained for a long period of time, yeah, the ba- the best thing you do is get into some cool water. Cool get water, cool, cool bath. Sh- not cool cold, shower. but just get into a cool bath. Yeah, um, we'll talk about some more strategies. If if you if you're listening and you're freaking out right now, <laughs> stay tuned because we're gonna we're gonna bring you back from the ledge and we're gonna help you out. We're gonna give you the proper steps to support your immune system. You can give us a call if you want. If five one three seven 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 five seven five, that's the best way to become a patient. You're listening to Align Your Health on fifty five KRC, the talk station. Hey, everybody, you're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Ashley and I today are talking about our immunity. I was going to say immune system, but if you missed it, you don't have one. You don't have an immune system. You have an intelligence in your body, and you have a bunch of organs, and they all work together to fight off foreign pathogens and to increase the functionality of your body, making it stronger, that there's not any one system. There's not any one organ. In fact, there's not even a couple organs. Every single cell in your body has the ability to do certain things to resist infection or disease. And they all work together. So there is no immune system. There is a, I would call it a, um, What's the word I'm I'm looking for, like in a uh, population, right, right, of cells that are yes. all coordinating and and working together on your behalf, but there's not any one system. There's an intelligence that's overriding this. John Hopkins even knows this. this comes from Doctor William Green. Uh, I, I think you say Greeno, G R E E N O U G H. Doctor William Greeno, professor of medicine at John Hopkins University. Ready for this quote? Fevers actually fight virus and bacteria. Wow. This is from him, not me, because if you were listening to us a few minutes ago and you think I'm crazy (laughs) about getting a temperature up to 104, you're like, my kid had 104 and their eyes rolled back in their head and they couldn't move. Right, right. Yeah, that's because 
the temperature is telling them it's time to sleep. It's time to shut down. Right. Time to power down. Stop watching uh, puppy pals or or whatever <laughs> and eating popsicles. Right. It's time to power down, take a nap, and 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 you basically. Um, your immune system saying, "Hold my beer, I got this." Yeah, You're right. Remember that that <laughs> meme. Your immune system like, "I got this." Right. So, this is Professor William Greeno, professor of medicine, Johns Hopkins says, "Fevers actually fight virus and bacteria. If a fever is over a hundred and four, diseases are shortened by letting the fever run its course." Wow. Sniffles, sneezes, and fever are good for you. They clear the airways of harmful irritants and allergy-causing substances. Wow. Coughing rids the body of bacteria and viruses by way of the lungs. Here you go. This is all part of the quote. If you take fever-reducing drugs or cough suppressants, this can add to pneumonia or other serious respiratory infections. Wow. So he told us a couple things there. Fevers fight viruses. A fever over 104 shortens disease. Sniffles, sneezes are good for you because they clear the passageways and coughing is actually a good thing because it rids the the airways and lungs. And then he says, if you take a fever reducing drug, that this could be bad for you. How do we know this to be true? Because things like phenylpropylalanine uh, in cough suppressants and other things, you know, a lot of this stuff's been removed from the shelves over and over because of causing stroke seizures and brain bleeding. You know, you got... Um, I could go through. I got a whole slideshow of medications. How about this one? An individual has more than uh, consecutive flu shots. If they have uh, five consecutive flu shots, their risk of Alzheimer's goes up by 10 times. Wow. That was from Dr. Hugh Fuddenberg, the world's leading immunogeneticist. He had over 850 peer-reviewed peer journal papers that found that. Wow. This comes out of the National... Uh, International Vaccine Conference out of the NVIC in Arlington, Virginia, back in 1997. Uh, the flu vaccine generally recommended for people age 65 and older. You ready? There's no data ever that reports fewer deaths from the flu among that age group. Wow. There's no evidence that injecting children 6 to 23 months of age with flu vaccines is more effective than the placebo. That comes from the Cochrane uh, Collaboration, the Cochrane Database of Systemic re uh, Systematic Reviews. I mean, you, this is very interesting because we're coming on so, that season and right I'm not, now, we're right? Not talking, and the reason I'm not, I, I, I'm not trying to talk about vaccines. I'm not trying to talk about phenylpropylalanine, which is cough suppressants. I'm not trying to talk about, I'm just trying to get you guys to understand, do you have more faith in mm -hmm. a knife or in a spoonful of medicine than you do in the power that literally animates the living world? Right. Like a tree grows up out of the ground, can bend around a a fence, find sunlight. It knows when to turn its leaves up to catch rain. It has a root system that dives deep through layers of rock and spreads out to get all the nutrients and all the things it needs to overcome life. It literally houses other animals. This is a coordinated thing. And then we have more faith in phenylpropylalanine than we do in the system that is animating living things. And like, look around you, buildings fall every day due to decomposing, right. but the living things keep moving on. Right. And right. when they break down and decompose, they give life to new things. And so we have to have more faith in our innate intelligence and in our body's ability to resist things. 
And I think most people just don't know. I think what we're bombarded with every single day is that message from all the people who have created these products and, and, and these these drugs and these vaccines and, and all of them. And we've had these people that are telling us, you need this, you need this, you need this, you need this. And, and, and us on the other side, us on the other side that are on the radio telling you right now, there's a better way. Yeah. So you asked me at the break, and it was a funny question, and I know I knew what you meant by it, but you said, can you explain to them when we get back how chiropractic uh, increases your immunity? Right. And, and, right. <laughs> and so I laughed and said, it doesn't. Right. Your immune system, your innate intelligence is always 100% for the, organ, or for the uh, structure in which it resides. Right. You're, you're, the intelligence is always 100%. But what you were saying is we've seen evidence that when people get adjusted, their immune systems function two to 400 per, 200 to 400% better. Absolutely. I mean, the, the so example, what you're saying is we right. know that it, it, getting someone adjusted, their immune systems function better. But here's what's happening. You're right. subluxated. You've been walking around with terrible posture and your spine's a wreck. And it's interfering with the ability of your nervous system to regulate and control your immune function, that your innate intelligence requires all of your parts to be functioning well. And what we know about chiropractic is that the spine in 400 BC, Hippocrates said, look well to the spine for the cause of all disease. Yes. Because what he understood that was in a book called On the Articulations back in 400 BC, he understood that your nervous system is the organ that innate chose and literally created to coordinate all the functions in the body. Every cell in your, in your entire body is connected to your nervous system via neurotransmitters and or hormones. Every cell is activated via the nervous system. Right. And if the nervous system's not functioning well, your immunity starts to suffer. How does the nervous system start to get damaged? The most common way is through subluxation of the spine. Yes. That when the spine isn't moving properly and when it's literally putting tension on the nervous system, it directly interferes with the nervous system's ability to express immunity in the body. Right. And innate can, the innate intelligence cannot be expressed properly. Therefore, the immune function doesn't happen. Yes. When you get adjusted and you go to a chiropractor and they adjust your spine, those small amounts of movement, that micro movement in the spine is removing tension and pressure from the nervous system. And when that happens, the floodgates of the intelligence controlling your immunity open up. It's beautiful. Two to 400% higher. That research was done by Ron Pirro, and he was at the New York uh, Institute of Preventative Medicine, and he studied individuals who were geriatrics, who had right. been adjusted... I believe it was every other week for five straight years. Wow. And he watched their immunity over five years increase from anywhere between 200 to 400%. It's amazing. That's why, you know, we immediately when I asked you that question, this is what came to mind is that I thought of a patient who called this week and um, I happened to answer the phone and, and she, she called and said, hey, my son, you know, we had an appointment. To this afternoon, but my son has a fever and he's not feeling well. So we're going to stay home today. And immediately my heart leapt through the phone and I said, Oh no, 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 no. This, this, this is the moment. This is the time for him to come. This is what we would like. We, we, we would love to see him. We would love to take care of him. He needs us more than ever right now because of that fever, because of that immune system, because of this health that he's creating and building right now while he's fighting off these germs. Absolutely. Kids in our, in our office, adults in our office, when they're on wellness care, they're getting adjusted every other week minimum. 
they're coming in, getting adjusted on a regular basis. Just so you guys know, that's what you should be doing, getting adjusted about every other week minimum. First, you should be under corrective care to actually correct the spine. We've had you know episodes on that where we have talked, so go back to our podcast. But once you're through corrective care, wellness care is you get adjusted every other week just because. Right, right. Just because. And until. And until. Until yep. you die, get adjusted every other week just because. Right. And so... When you do that, now here's the thing. If you're not feeling well, if you're expressing symptoms of healing, if your body's fighting something off, get adjusted again because. Because why? Because we're removing interference. Because maybe there's more interference there that needs to be removed. You've been coming in, getting adjusted, and you're doing well, and your immune system's been improving over the years, but you're up against something now. So let's check your spine and let's adjust you again just because. There's research on this. This comes from Dr. Salino, Hightower, uh, Flegger, Peely, Collins, and Grostick. So like six doctors here. In 1990, researched HIV-positive patients, nothing scarier than HIV, revealed that those who received chiropractic care showed a 48% increase in CD4 immune system white blood cells compared to those who did not receive chiropractic care. Wow. You think I'm making this stuff up? Get adjusted, and your body starts releasing the floodgates of immunity. Because those floodgates were naturally supposed to be open anyway, but right. subluxation was closing them and interfering with the processes in your body. Right. If you guys want more on this, we're going to keep doing episodes on, on innate intelligence and immunity. So go to Align Your Health on iTunes and make sure you come back here next Sunday and listen to us again on 55KRC. Give us a call if you want at 513-777-7575 or check us out at AlignHealthCenter.com. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.